Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode on the Courageous Path podcast that I, Rachel Horton White, put out on iTunes, where you can subscribe to it, or on SoundCloud, where you can also follow the Courageous Path. For more information about me, feel free to check out my website, www.soulfulworkconsulting.com, for my business, Soulful Work Consulting. Today, I am so pleased to share an interview called Healing Through Sound with Ben Carroll, a person I've been blessed to get to know over the past several months. Ben is a musician, sound explorer, sound healer, writer, teacher, and perpetual student of life. He is a formal universal recording artist with a successful music career spanning over a decade and is currently gearing up, or actually recently geared up, and released his 16th full-length album, Multidimensional Voice, just several days ago on August 8, 2016. With this album, Ben's musical adventures have started him on a path to combine his recording career with sound healing work. Please join me for this wonderful interview with Ben, and for more information on Ben, please go to bencarrollmusic.com, and his name is spelled B-E-N, last name C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Thanks so much for listening to this fabulous conversation. Hi, Ben. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? And thank you so much for coming to my home and talking with me about the myriad of... um, things and ideas and um, purposes that you have and that you're doing in your life. And uh, I think I first came across you on Facebook, a post you had written about something about higher consciousness and I heard some of your music and I just knew instantly that I needed to connect with you. I wanted to connect with you. Um, so I it's just an honor for me to talk with you in this interview today. So I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about your path to doing this deeply spiritual music that you're doing and how you came to be doing this. And sure. you can start way back, where I was like, wherever yeah. back you want. Well, the path starts at the beginning. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's where it starts. Um, yeah, it's 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 been. Uh, I've I've led a I, I've led an interesting life. Um, I I mean I've always been called the music. I I was. Before I could walk, I was pulling the pots and pans out of the out of the cabinets and and banging on them. I remember my mom taking them away a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my first foray That's in music, awesome. and then I then I took piano lessons and guitar lessons, and uh, got out of high school, went to Berklee College of Music for a while um, until I realized that if I was going to stay there, that I would probably just I was learning stuff that I, I felt like I would only be using if I was actually going to teach. So I decided to mm. leave for a while and see what I could get happening. Um, so I, I, I left Berkeley, started a band, that band fizzled, joined another band shortly after, and um, within a matter of six months or so, eight months after joining that band, I got signed to Universal Records. That's incredible. Yeah, that was, that was a, a big adventure. <laughs> and that was... What was the name of that band? It was a band called Ra. Ra. Like the okay. Egyptian sun god, yeah. And we uh, we did well. We, we had uh, songs on the radio, and uh, I got to see myself on MTV, which wow. was really cool, videos. 
Back when MTV had videos. <laughs> Back when MTV actually had videos. It was yeah. 2002, so it was just little segments wow. of videos. <laughs> that's amazing. You're on MTV. Wow, that's so cool. So that was that was really cool. And I did that for for years, touring, living on tour buses. And you played lead guitar? Something? Played lead guitar. Yep, okay. and sang some background vocals in that band. Mm -hmm. And after years of living on tour buses, I just kind of got sick of it. And the band went on hiatus, and I um, moved up to Maine. Up here to Maine for six months. <laughs> yeah. And now it's been six years. I stayed. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've always been pulled into spiritually connected ideas and um, just had lots of different experiences in my life that, that have solidified certain beliefs for me. And with mm -hmm. music, you know, music has always been about spirituality for me. I, when I was in college, I was practicing hours and hours a day, but it was more like a meditative practice at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really was meditation the way mm -hmm. I would practice looking back at it now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, playing in a loud rock band in, in clubs, I kind of got away from that for a while. Mm -hmm. But coming back to Maine, I, 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 over the past handful of years, I definitely allowed myself the room to just breathe and, and figure out what I wanted to do next because I had no idea you know mm -hmm. I, I had pretty much lived out all my childhood fantasies and they didn't do it for me anymore because mm. you know it was great when I was 25 but when I moved mm. up here I was you know in my early 30s mm. um, and looking for new things mm. looking for new ways to uh, to connect with people and um, started to ex explore more music. I, I went from playing in a, 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 a kind of heavy rock band to playing some alternative rock in a mm. band that was based out of here. Mm. That for a little bit, but I s still wasn't doing it for me. So I, I, I was then doing a solo acoustic stuff. Mm. And um, from there, I ended up getting into uh, singing bowls and, and lots of other meditative s styles of, of music. And just really exp op being open to it, just explore anything. And I, uh, for a while, for a good while, every morning I was doing a, a sound meditation where I would, where I would play the singing bowls and sing with the singing bowls. And it was just, you know, a wonderful meditation. Yeah. And that had kind of evolved into what I'm doing now, which is... Some of it has singing bowls, but there's a, a lot of other instruments, but it's, it's just um, singing without words. So it's mm -hmm. kind of instrumental, but with voice. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and, it's beautiful. Um, I've heard it. It's amazing. Just, you know, I don't really know how to describe it. It's, it's new age ambient kind of stuff, but it's definitely just straight from me. There's no... It's it's not about writing songs or anything like that. It's just about being open, open, an open conduit to just allowing mm -hmm. music to flow, mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty fulfilling. I've no, it reminds me of the um, singing bowl. I have some CDs like Tibetan singing bowls or different chakra opening meditations that are have different tones and according to some of those beliefs, it's like the different tones open up different chakras or they speak to different energetic parts of the body. And I, and with your voice, it sounds, it's, and it doesn't even almost sound like it's your voice. It sounds like it's an instrument. 
you know, and that's what's incredible about it. It sounds like it is a singing bowl or something that it's just, it's ethereal. It's out of, it's like otherworldly. Cool. And thank you. Yeah. That's a compliment. What's the name of your latest CD? Just so we can put a little. Uh, my latest CD here. is called Multidimensional Voice. Yes. Yeah. Which is coming out in a coming couple out, days, right? Yeah. It comes out August 8th. It'll be available everywhere iTunes, Amazon. That's awesome. CDs through my website. Yeah, I can't wait to play it in my guided meditations I do for clients because <laughs> I think they'll love it. So I'm wondering, what is it that, you know, you say you were, when you were playing music, you it was almost like a form of meditation. Um, but I know you've, I've seen some of the videos you've done and some of the writings you have, and you're, you're talking about shifting to a new paradigm, you know, higher levels of consciousness, which is very much resonating with me and what I'm, what I believe I'm supposed to be doing right now as well. And how did that come to you? <laughs> those perspectives, those beliefs, or it's deeper than that, but you know, those, uh, sharings. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's also a long story. <laughs> yeah, I used I'm to write sure. a lot when I was when I was younger, a teenager, early twenties. A lot of um, stuff that was similar, um, but you know, a little bit more like it was coming from a nineteen or a twenty-three year old. <laughs> yeah, so um, what, you're older than your years, <laughs> wiser than your years. Yeah, and uh, then when I, you know, I, I got to a point in my life where I decided. Because I was, when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I was kind of being torn in multiple directions. The direction, the spiritual direction, um, and the more materialistic direction. Not necessarily materialistic, but the worldly direction of, yeah. of well, quite literally chasing rock star dreams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I decided that I would focus on music. And that's that's about the time when I, when I dropped out of college, too. Mm. And... Um, so then I kind of got away from spiritual stuff because, you know, the, the craziness of playing in a rock band and being successful doesn't lend itself well mm. to spirituality. Yeah, it's a busy um, lifestyle, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, busy lifestyle, crazy lifestyle. Yeah. But once I got sick of that, you know, coming back up to Maine and just allowing myself to rediscover, you know, who I was and not be the person that, that you have to be when you're on Universal Records and... and giving interviews and playing for uh, hundreds of thousands of people every night, you know, just yeah. to stop and be myself, yeah. redis rediscovering that here in Maine, you know, and just um, the words that I write, I actually, every morning I have a practice of sitting with a candle and just having a notebook and just meditating and writing down whatever words come. And yeah. that's all the words I have a, a website, innerstealthsustain.com, which I'm terrible at updating, but facebook.com slash inner self-sustained has a yeah. lot more posts because yeah. I actually post it there and I forget to put it on the website. But yeah, all the, all the stuff, pretty much all the stuff I post there is, is uh, words from those writings of just mm -hmm. sitting in the morning mm -hmm. and allowing myself to spa the space to, to think and a lot of times just receive because mm -hmm. it just, it's, it's a lot of stuff that just seems like it comes. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> From another place, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just, you're I'm like, wow, not a lot of people have experienced what you have, which is playing music in front of hundreds of thousands of people and achieving 
what for many is a dream that doesn't come. <laughs> you know, for musicians, it's, that's often the dream of being signed to a major label and playing. And um, I'm just, you know, thinking, so you achieved that. And did you feel like fulfilled by that to an extent? But, you know, obviously you're not still doing that. So I'm wondering, and this is kind of a personal question, but was it, did it feel like there was something missing when you were doing it? And, um, you know, could you have, could you have kept doing that lifestyle? It may be making some t tweaks to it through your old age. If, or it, was it just, is it a dream that is worth having? Because <laughs> that's my short question for other people. Well, I don't regret anything because it was absolutely amazing and wonderful. But yeah. at the same time, it was there was absolutely the feeling of something missing. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember there were lots of happy times, but I specifically remember literally sitting in the stadium of a parking lot, the parking lot of a stadium where I was playing, um, just being really, really depressed and crying because I felt like, you know, it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I just had a sense of what I was supposed to be doing was bringing people together, even though I guess you're kind of doing that in a rock band. But, um, yeah, so very much felt like there was something missing from that. Mm -hmm. And I think once I stopped doing that and, and allowed myself to explore, that is what I was looking for and, you know, what I really feel I found. I'm in a much better place now. Mm -hmm. um, just life is really good. I'm really happy to have done that because if I hadn't, I would probably always wonder mm -hmm. what it would be like. Right. And it's a wonderful experience, but I'm glad that I got out of it because at the same time, like I was saying, it's not conducive. It wasn't for me anyways conducive to spiritual connection, the, mm -hmm. the spiritual connection that, I, that, I, that mm -hmm. I can feel, you know, when I have the freedom to, to just be and explore mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. whatever comes up. And it's, I, I know that you're, are, you're still connecting with people and creating community in other ways now. It's Very you much. Know, yeah. Yeah. On an island. <laughs> Having your release, <laughs> your album release on an island, which is just so beautiful. And so I'm just thinking about, I'm looking at your website and I'm familiarizing myself with your uh, work with Inner Self Sustained. And I notice you do sound healing. So do you have clients that you do sound healing with and can you describe what sound healing is for people that may not know yeah well when i do it i call it sound journeying okay because i, I don't feel like i'm really healing people i feel mm. like i'm facilitating healing mm -hmm. and the healing really has to has to be um something that happens naturally from the other person yes. sound can be an amazing conduit to that yeah but i really feel like you know that puts the uh the focus in the wrong place <laughs> yeah that's a great way of saying it yeah but at the same time, it is very, very effective. It's such a yeah. I do a, I do a lot of sound journey work with uh, singing bowls and um, I have these amazing solfeggio tubes mm. and um, voice and whatever else happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's very effective. Uh, and I, I at this at this moment, I'm only doing group work. I do I do okay. sound sound journey work with groups and mm. just generally do private sessions for friends. Mm -hmm. hmm. And yet I do have a CD release party 
or an album release party where it's it's basically a really fun day with a, with a long sound journey and swimming on a private island in Monmouth, Maine. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so you clearly have established a creative life that you're, is your career right now. And for many people, that is also their dream <laughs> to be doing creative things and just be, and make money from it and just have that be your job. I think, I think you told me that like guitar, you'd also give guitar lessons and yeah. So I'm wondering how did you make that happen for yourself? <laughs> I just never did anything else. Yeah. I started teaching guitar when I was 17 when I first started at Berkeley and, um, yeah, I just never did anything else. I, for a while, right when I left Berkeley, I worked in a warehouse for a year or so to get things, because I had to, mm -hmm. to support the band I was in. But I was just, you know, either you could call it really lucky, but I don't think it's luck when you just mm -hmm. believe in yourself mm -hmm. and, and do it. I think anybody mm -hmm. can do anything they want if, mm -hmm. they, if they believe in it. And luckily I had parents that were supportive and never told me that I couldn't do it. So I never felt like it was unattainable. It just felt like yeah. something I was I, I was going to do. Of of course, you know, when when I was before, it, it was a little bit nerve wracking deciding to drop out of college. I, well, I wasn't dropping out. I was taking a break, but I, I ended up going back because it's you found some other amazing a, opportunity pretty soon. Yeah, yeah after that, <laughs> it's been a, a twenty year adventure since then. Yeah. eighteen years. Um, but. I don't remember the question, so hopefully I answered it. No, you did. And I'm just thinking about what you said about your parents because, you know, many of us love our parents very much. I love my parents very much. And maybe they'll listen to this too. I don't know. But but um, often with people I talk to, we, um, we talk about something, the fears or, you know, beliefs, preconceived limiting beliefs or worries that hold people back. And sometimes... Um, it is voices of parents <laughs> that say that or have said to them, you know, it's great that you're a musician, but maybe you should get a, you know, stable job that'll bring you the steady paycheck. And, and so, um, so they may do that. A lot of people have done that. And then they, years later, like, well, I'm really not that happy doing this job. That's not my true passion. I just want to be doing whatever, you know, art or dance or theater or music, whatever it is, or any kind of other creative venture, um, and so there's so you know this is actually what I do in my work with people is kind of try to get back to that <laughs> to yeah. build that. So it seems I think it's really interesting to hear that your parents um, never maybe it sounds like they never said you can't make a living from music. Absolutely not. And in yeah. fact, it was it was actually my mom that set up my first guitar lessons without even asking me. And was, just told me you're going to teach what a now. Gift. What a gift. <laughs> At the time, I was mortified. I was like, "What?" Wow! So she <laughs> was, was pushing you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, she she set up uh, my first few students, and I um, started teaching. And yeah, it, best thing she could have done because not only is it a great source of income, but it you know over the years it has helped to solidify my musicality mm -hmm. by by teaching. You know, sometimes the best way to learn is through teaching, mm -hmm. or the best way to really integrate it. So, so yeah, I was very lucky to have parents that were supportive, mm -hmm. and 
pushy. Yeah. Oh, but that's <laughs> pushy in the right direction. Yeah, too. the right. How old were you when you first started giving guitar lessons? Seventeen. Are you kidding? You were seventeen. That's so young. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Wow. That was well. That's when I started Berkeley. Started wow. at, the, at music school. And when did you first start playing guitar? Um. Five. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. I'm, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I, I used to know this. <laughs> young. It was young. Yeah, it was young. And yeah. I practiced a lot. I mean, that's yeah. what I did all through high school. I practiced hours mm -hmm. and hours every day. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I was I was really pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I got some good scholarships for Berkeley, but I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I was good, and that's probably a good thing because <laughs> I kept practicing. Humble. You have the humility. Did you take lessons, or did you just oh, teach yeah. yourself? You took lessons. I took lessons yeah. all through high school. Yeah. Right until I started college. Yeah. That reminds me a little bit of the Malcolm Gladwell book, Outliers, that talks about, you know, people wonder, how do I get good at a craft and or how do I become, you know, skilled? And it does take practice. It takes work, you know, to oh, yeah. get to where you want to be. It's not a just like work. you envision it. <laughs> Even with voice. Um, I wasn't, yeah. in the band I was in, I wasn't the lead singer. I sang background vocals, but I wasn't very confident in singing. And I... Um, once I decided I wanted to, to be a real singer, I actually, I worked with a vocal coach. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So you, clearly, it was a gift that was just waiting to be born because you have a gift with Thank your you. voice. Huh. I'm much more confident with it now, but I was, it was, it was, uh, I was very shy growing up and, mm -hmm. and I was always very shy singing in front mm -hmm. of people. But in that, I mean, that's, but then you do it now. And so I, that reminds me of, so many things I keep hearing everywhere, which is the one thing you're afraid of doing, that's the one thing you must do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Very, very much. That's been a pro the approach to my music <laughs> career. That's how I ended up going from, from playing in a loud rock band as a guitar player to being the front man in an alternative rock band to being a solo acoustic performer, mm -hmm. which scared the hell out of me, mm -hmm. to doing sound healing, which is, you know, extremely frightening when you first mm -hmm. do it. So I suppose... <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's that's I've been hearing that over. Maybe and over. it all stems from my mom making me teach guitar lessons when I was seventeen and being mortified. I think it does. <laughs> Honestly, I think it does. So thank you, Ben's mom. If you listen, thanks, mom. <laughs> she probably listen. Yeah, I mean that's an incredible gift that you have from a, a parent or parents who nurture that and 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 push you in that healthy direction. And thanks, dad. And dad, yeah. He bought me my first guitar. <laughs> that's my first amazing. electric guitar. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, so, before we wrap up, because I know you have, you know, other things to do in your day, um, where what's like what's the message you're hoping to share with people through your work now? That there is, um, you know, it's such a it can be such a scary time to be alive. You know, if you look at the world. There's so much upheaval and, and violence and political corruption and uh, societal corruption and greed. It can be very disheartening, but once you change your focus in life, the world literally changes around you. Mm -hmm. if, if you... How, how can I put it without sounding too crazy? <laughs> Don't worry. It's not um, going to sound crazy soon enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you once you start to to see the cracks in that system and realize that it's 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 contrived. It's not really the way the world is. And you start to embrace that and live your life for um, 
for something other than just fear-based fear-based survival mm-hmm. um, things start to open up you start to you start to see that there are really good things and you, you'll start to um, meet other people that are on the same path as you mm-hmm. and you'll start to um, just have a life that, that becomes exciting again and not just worried about paying your rent and and worried about making ends meet yeah. um, there is definitely a change happening on this planet and mm-hmm. there's there's a, a need for people that that aren't afraid because you know you so much upheaval has the potential to happen because people you know the first thing people can do once they realize that they've literally been lied to their whole lives by by the structure of our society yeah. by the media by the government um it's yeah. it's and a next possible logical step is anger. So I, I feel like there's there's a call for people that need to be out there doing this and, and you know being like mm-hmm. it's really okay. You know, just just got to start doing, mm-hmm. following what it is that you believe, following what it is that that's calling you inside. Because there's mm-hmm. there's definitely something going on where outside information is coming into humanity. Humanity, whether it's through some sort of galactic alignment, which may sound crazy, but you know if you look at if you look at ancient civilizations, a, a lot of these ancient civilizations were specifically pointing to this yes. time yes. in particular as a time where, you know, where you know things are shifting, things are lining up, and this this is a change that they believed in, and this is a change where it really feels like it's happening now. Yes, it you know, is. people are people are waking up. If you look at the the politics right now, it's been absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be the best thing, but it's definitely going to bring about change. Yes. And change is something that has to happen. Again, bringing it back to the not not buying into the fear and just mm-hmm. living from a space of of conscious creation and connection and community. Community is is so important in as as part of this. Yep, as part of of waking up and and really coming alive and embracing a new world, community yeah. gives you the bravery to be able to do it, but it also gives you the support system. And I've really come to see working in community as as a way to amplify this change in mm-hmm. in a really positive way. Coming together with people can unlock more you know, more of your own individual self, more of mm-hmm. your higher self or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really good things going on. I think it's just extremely important to uh, find the people you resonate with and focus on the good because the world yeah. you create and you are creating a world is molded around what you're focusing on and what you're calling into your life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah very much resonates with me. Well, on that note, Ben, I want to thank you for sharing your life story (laughs) and your um, words of wisdom and truth with Thank you. And actually, I, I do want to give a quick shout out to the Star Teaching Society, yeah. which is a community that I'm really involved with here in Maine. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth looking into, starteachingsociety.org, um, or just Google it. Yeah. Because there's a there's a whole bunch of people that you know that I met and it was like oh my god I've I've known you many many Your lifetimes people. really and that's so important wow. to have that 
That's it's something so I definitely need to check out. Yeah, I need to go there. Um, yeah, but finding thank you so the like-minded. Well, thank you. This has been uh, just enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Ben.